0: Oh, wait, I don't Yeah, you're right. To be fair, we changed everything but the audio settings,
1: so. (laughs) Uh, The show is yours, gentlemen. Have a good one. (laughs) I got it. There we go. There we go. Oh.
0: And then you should be good ish. to go.
1: XX. I don't have anything like that. Audio capture. Okay. <laughs> well, there's Jeff. Okay. Give me something, John. Yeah. Uh, ah. Ah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what up?
1: Woo. All right, guys. We made it. Sounds like we're all here. I see John on our bars down below. Looks like we made it. And uh, so, if you guys all got it taken care of, I guess now, more than ever, ready to start the show. Thanks for the handoff there, Jeff. He guided us through this uh, tricky process. Uh, Guys, welcome to Talking Heads, episode 238. This is Craft Computing's once weekly live tech and beer news show. I'm Rhett. I'm John. And... How are y'all doing? This is crazy. I jumped on this call like an hour ago to hopefully get this squared away. And it took me all hour because I'm a horribly slow learner. You think after last time I'd be ready to go, but-
0: Well, this is, I don't remember. I was trying to remember, was this the second or is this the third? I think it's the third time we did this, right? This is the, I think it's only the second. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. The first one was successful. I remember that. Yeah, I wore a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we got our first super chat that's literally going nowhere.
1: Shout out to Crap Computing, um, don't know who that is, Can you
0: legally say that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think you're going to have to go to HR now.
1: Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Ring, ring, ring. Hi, Rhett. This is Rhett. Uh, I've got an HR (laughs) issue.
0: Yeah, that guy's good.
1: (laughs) But uh, thanks, Jeff, for the $5 salute. We appreciate it. He says, this feels weird. I agree it does feel weird
0: well Jeff quit touching it
1: yeah that goes right over here so um let's go ahead (laughs) I just gave two dollars to YouTube for that joke (laughs) I've done worse Uh, let's go ahead and crack some beers because I I don't know about you but I need one after all that Um,
0: uh, what do you got today
1: oh I've got uh, something pretty pretty basic but it's delightful It's uh, one of my favorites. It's the uh, Mac and Jack's African Amber. Oh, oh! look at that new logo. Yeah, I love it. This is one of my favorite beers when you find it on tap, which isn't that often in Oregon. Um, Uh, More and more places are carrying it, like uh, Coin Jam.
0: Coin Jam. uh, I see it a lot uh, at New Seasons. Oh. A lot of the New Seasons have like a little growler fill um, station in their deli. And they'll let you uh, have some pints there if you want. Nice. Mac and Jack, I swear, is like number one, number two, always on there. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I see it a lot of as people's staples for like a nice light beer. Mm. So. Yeah, it's I'm, really uh, good. I, I'm going to go kind of the light side too, but a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to go with a cider, hmm. actually. So I'm going to go with Portland ciders, uh, bloody hell. This is, a, a spicy cider actually. So 5.6%, um, uh, but it's a habanero and blood oranges. I dig it.
1: Sounds Little good. Drink. Give us a shout out in chat. If y'all are drinking something at home, could be beer, could be, I don't know. Whiskey.
0: No, non-alcoholic soda, cocktail. you got?
1: Could be water. Blue Gatorade, whatever you want to do.
0: Let us know in the chat. Look at that thing, just bubble.
1: Dang, your camera looks good, man. I gotta, I gotta up my camera game. Maybe my lighting game too. Although that's not too bad.
0: No, oh, looks fun. Mm. That actually. Oh, it does have a kick. Just a little peppery
1: kick. We already got another super chat from our homie Novella Hub. Five dollars. He says, looks like we have Hall and Oates hosting tonight's show. <laughs> yeah. I mean.
0: <laughs> oh, no, it's coming in. Oh. I, I oh. fancy
1: myself. I fancy myself, Daryl Hall. But, you know, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not tonight. Mm. Mike Ashley Just got home from Oregon. I loved it there. Me too. Was born here and decided, "Hey, it's pretty cool. I'm never gonna leave." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, same here. So,
1: and then uh, another Michael drinking JeViet's Baltic Porter, nine point five percent. Nice. Ooh, nice. Nothing against you two, but uh, I miss Jeff. Yeah, us too. William what? drinking a New Image Brewing Underworld Barista Vanilla Caramel Affogato Stout cheers to that cheers Mm. bush light in the chat i'm digging it
0: we got novella of having an anchorage unwanted dead triple ipa 10 percent.
1: nice people pulling out some good stuff for tonight's show well glad um glad y'all can be drinking along with us we might need it to get through the night but we'll see what happens
0: it'll be an interesting night uh just just not feeling too well so we we gave him the day off so he could heal essentially yeah he's he's safe just just kind of tired yeah basically yeah so i don't know what
1: do you think you want to jump into our first news story and and get
0: this thing rolling right yeah we can do that uh, and then throughout the time we'll just see in chat what's going on so uh always remember welcome to chat uh remember hit like on this video sub share it all that good stuff and we can Now start talking.
1: Yeah, so uh, you guys, unlike normal uh, weeks, you're going to have to bear with us. I'm not going to have any visual aids for you as we go through the article. Uh, You know, as technologically savvy as we all are here, uh, I could not figure out how to get that to work uh, successfully. It would show tab number one and never scroll. So uh, you would have been stuck looking at this first story. Um, Elon Musk's regulatory woes mount as the u.s moves closer to recalling tesla's self-driving software um that's right it sounds like uh they've been having a lot of issues lately trying to get that all sorted out um i guess the national highway traffic safety administration analyzed a number there you go (laughs) okay go ahead and give us the scroll give us the scroll uh, as we move down. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like there. If everyone pauses right there. Takes a separate shot. <laughs> Perfect. It should work.
1: I, I guess the first thing is that they decided that they were going to look into more vehicles than they already uh, had been planning on. Almost a million, um, I guess, 800,000 or so extra cars. Um, And they yeah. were. Go ahead. Uh, They were looking at a number of accidents that showed a pattern of behavior and performance between the driver and the car. Um, And I guess their findings ultimately warranted what they're calling an upgrade to an engineering analysis. Uh, So they're moving from an early evaluation trying to find these patterns to now we're going to look at the software behind it uh all all of the hardware that goes into this sort of thing yeah Um,
0: it sounds like to me it's it's really going down to the whole uh driver versus you know the safety issue of the people that are out there uh i think we all remember that famous tesla scene at the e3 where there a tesla ran over a robot during self-driving mode (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that that's uh probably cause right there to make people sit there and think okay is are these self-driving modes actually that good? Um, one of the ones they reference in the article is an accident already happened. Police were on the scene and a Tesla, they didn't name the model, but just rammed right into it and only disengaged uh the safety product or, or turned on the safety protocol like one second prior to hitting. <laughs> oh, um God. so these are small things that are like uh, raise a little bit of a red flag. Uh I I wouldn't be surprised if it's not only Tesla because I know, uh, who's the Cadillac Cadillac also has their own version of a self-driving. I don't know how much, but I know they have like its own lane departure and and passing, um, technology. I don't know how much of that is similar to Tesla's. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've never liked the idea of not having my hands on the wheel or in control of my car. Um, yeah. Even if I had that feature, I probably would never want to do it. Maybe like parallel parking. Even that right, I would yeah. be freaked out about.
1: I've I've done kind of a shift on this whole thing. I went from being a really big proponent of self-driving or even driverless to now I just think that there needs to be like less need for cars in general. And like, I feel like the idea of driverless cars is just like the weirdest stopgap between that. Like, I, I, I don't mind the idea of autonomous. Like, I don't know. I, but you, I don't know. I'm about to talk in circles on this whole subject, but it's like putting somebody into a car that's going to drive them to and from work. And I And I know that there's a lot of thought that goes into this. On the West Coast, the way that would work is, like, you'd commute to work, your car would sit in a garage, and then you'd commute home. On the East Coast, they're trying to find ways to do, like, car shares where, you know, your car would drive you to work, and then it would go and pick up the next person, and then it would go and pick up the next person, and the next person. And, like, mm-hmm. this car would basically be, like, a robo-taxi shared between, you know, like, I don't imagine, like, a dozen people, right? Like, a dozen people buy into it, and you can do it that way. Um, I don't know. I just would rather... Personally, like I, I long for a good bus system, you know? <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. You're talking about like the total recall taxi driver type robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, I, I, even, I'm not a, I, I'm not a big proponent of self-driving cars, um, uh, self-driving trucks. Um, to me, uh, there's so many questions into accountability then. yeah. Um, it's, I don't, I don't like yeah there's a lot that goes in
1: i i used to feel like you know okay even even if there's a certain amount of lives that it saves whatever um i don't know it's always worth interrogating a little bit more it's not like i think it need all it needs to come to a screeching halt right this second
0: but i like advancement in technology i like that i like hey here's an idea let's pursue it and see where it goes Mm -hmm. um as it as being the norm that's where I'm like, Hey, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes on that. You know? Um, yeah, I think, I think everyone needs to be in control, but, uh, as a, as a cool feature or something that you can take and then put it into something else, uh, maybe, you know, yeah. uh, that's, that's always cool. I just like that, you know, if, as you're building technology, it leads and you can put it into other spots that you normally wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it can just, it's just advancement in general. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Well, we'll have to see where it goes. Um, be kind of interesting. I, I did get a chance to ride. A, I don't think it was a Tesla. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a Tesla. I got to ride on a driverless car when me and Jeff went to uh, CES um, a couple years ago. And because of CES, a lot of the taxis were driverless, right? But yeah. they had a assistant in there just in case, you know, and he just drove around like hands in his lap. Just watching, you know, and it was kind of impressive. You could see on the screen all of the things that the car was seeing and using to make its uh,
0: its determinations. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 would freak me out, though.
1: (laughs) Well, and that's what was weird is like it wasn't just showing you stuff that was on the road. Like it was showing you people that were inside buildings like on second floors. Yeah. uh, Like. how it well, detects I mean, all it, that like... it's probably
0: it's probably having to look for like someone threw something you True. Know? right uh what if, what if someone threw a brick in the road or, or a large object like a tv it's vegas you never know what's gonna happen yeah uh, um yeah so and then the computing uh you know processing power that that would have to take and how much energy that would take uh i don't know there's there's a lot of weird weird stuff and i i see benefits and i see horrible side effects and there's a lot a lot lethal
1: to weigh lethal resonance in chat says i think self-driving cars could work really well if they do not share the road with human drivers maybe there should be special roads only self-driving cars drive on i think that's kind of neat but then that's like it's like a train right like uh, just build more trains <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like
0: i i've always thought of like why don't they put in like a metal copper wire system into existing roads of like this stretch of land of road you can then turn on your feature because there's an uh, you know electromagnetic yeah. wire like an rfid use... or
1: something yeah like yeah
0: yeah so during this next 25 to 50 miles you can let go and there you go with, that would be
1: really interesting
0: you know and then with a within the next five miles it warns you hey within x amount of time You know, you have to turn it back on. See, that could be
1: really interesting if done in certain places. Like imagine if every car in the future had a self-driving feature. And as you're coming into Portland at five o'clock, it just goes engaging self-driving mode and you never hit congestion because every car is self-driving for a short stretch. (laughs) and only exactly. on i5 you know like
0: oh yeah <laughs> i know the exact spot you're talking about
1: <laughs> oh, god i just i could use some driver or uh, some self-driving cars there man it's bad yeah.
0: exactly but uh, yeah then imagine you know all your semis everyone's going the same speed limit then everyone's merging it and if something happened it can automatically adjust for it yeah you know um but yeah it's not all the time so i don't know that's just... always been my thought
1: Jeffson chat. He says, "Driverless cars would be great if they were all on rails and maybe stopped every three miles or so to let
0: people on and off." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be for that. Yeah, if they had like a drinking section that you could put and like walk through, that'd be that'd be fantastic. And then, and maybe I'll have like a little model version that I could build miniatures of. Um. What?
1: Yeah. Looking through chat really quick. Make sure we didn't miss anything. Somebody here says, couldn't
0: get- I can't get into the beer scene. I don't blame you. It's alright, no, you don't have to get into the beer scene. I mean- He does say, though, like...
1: next, that he tried dragon's milk and did not like it. No, come on.
0: Come on. Well, that's- that, that's kind of like- yeah, Mid-level I'm not level <laughs> beer drinker.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't I'm not going to sit here and say that there are like levels to beer drinking. But if you don't really like beer, that's kind of an intense one to start with.
0: <laughs> yeah, e- exactly. I mean, I wouldn't start with a domestic, but like a pale, you know, like a. what everybody a,
1: starts with in Oregon is a good Hefeweizen.
0: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even say it was a good one, but it is at least a Hefeweizen. You know, Widmer's totally fine. Yeah. Why you not? Go Widmere that you know, that's it's just different than your standard lager but it's still light same ABV so you're going to get just as uh the same feeling essentially but it's just a slightly different f- flavor it can accent different foods that's what it's for i yeah. mean if you like different sodas there's just as many sodas as there are beers
1: yeah that's a that's a good way of looking at it so i don't know maybe don't give up on it quite yet but you know again there's no Shame or problem or issue with no. not being into beer. Um, American Cosworth says i two o five near PDX needs something, and boy, howdy, you know what they're getting? Tolls. It's going to become a toll road.
0: <laughs> you want to know what stinks? Is is right when it starts? I'm the next exit Ugh. to go to work. So, uh, I so you have, have to take it. That... <laughs> I have to take the toll, but only for like a quarter mile.
1: <laughs> that's the dumbest. Yeah, the whole thing. I'm just, I'm just mad. I'm like, we pay amongst the highest gas taxes in. Oh my gosh. In the country, we should not have tolls. I what about know. I-205 needs toll? Is it because it's congested? They're trying to rele- like, get people to use other roads because
0: there's they, only like three bypasses they, for Portland, and that's yeah, one well, of they, them. They, they can't figure out. Uh, the congestion in wilsonville (laughs) and they're like well because we can't figure it out let's just tax people on it
1: yeah that sucks well what are you gonna do um ready for the next story let's go the next story about everybody's favorite first web browser
0: Internet Explorer, maybe not your first, I don't know. You know, I was like, well, it wasn't my first, but yeah, it's probably the one of the most common everyone knows and probably one of the most belovedly hated.
1: It used to be my favorite way to download Google Chrome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Great. But uh, it sounds like Internet Explorer, the web browser from Microsoft themselves is going bye-bye. Um, o- officially today. Right. Oh, yeah. Today, June 15th, 2022.
0: June 15th, uh Today is the final day that they uh, will no longer do any support for Microsoft Internet Explorer. So, officially, it is dead, survived by Microsoft Edge, the browser, which launched in 2015, and very few people still use it today. So.
1: Right. I it like was- that. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a while. I think most people know Internet Explorer at this point. I guess their their whole point that they're trying to make is that uh, Edge is better. At least that's what they're saying here to on this article on you uh, on you Yahoo rather, <laughs> Yahoo. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> <Yoo-hoo!
0: laughs> um,
1: <laughs> they're basically saying that Microsoft Edge is faster. It's more secure. It's a more bro- modern browsing experience, and it's time to. Uh, jump ship. Apparently, Edge is also able to address uh, compatibility issues for legacy websites, which is a, a big thing that I've had to use it for. Uh, there's a big database it, uh, from the military that I've had to use a couple times, and it only opens on Internet Explorer. I haven't tested yeah. it on
0: on Edge, o- but... Old, well, uh, Edge is, is Chromium-based. Uh, Internet Explorer is not. It was its own proprietary <laughs> stuff, and a lot of like Microsoft based software or, or old programs and websites where you would have coding issues. I remember building stuff for web pages and it would be like, Oh yeah, it, it works in internet Explorer, but it doesn't work in Google Chrome or Firefox. Right. It would format weird. And that was the thing. And now everything is kind of starting to be a little bit more standardized and people are just adjusting their algorithms uh, for searching and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, so like, yeah, I do, I do like edge a bit more than Chrome. Uh, it is less memory dependent, but I mean, Google Chrome has got all the wonderful little plugins and you're just kind of used to it. And right, yeah, Yeah. you know, it, 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 exactly like you said, um, everyone used internet Explorer to download Chrome yeah. and it became the number one. And I think they're just a little bit too late.
1: Right. Yeah, it's kind of interesting too when you look at the way that Microsoft really became the dominant player in its space. You know, since they were kind of like industry standard, like 101 for like office environments and things like this, they could simply put include with their um, operating systems software like Internet Explorer, which basically directly led to something like Netscape, you know, right? Netscape Navigator or whatever. yeah. Basically being sort of obliterated. Um, And in fact, like, I'm pretty sure the Netscape thing was what Microsoft faced Monopoly uh, charges for back in the 90s. Was Netscape and Internet Explorer?
0: It it was. It was. They were, like, forcing you. They pre-installed IE on all the Windows devices, and they were, like, basically forced you to use their... Their browser, where yeah, back in it was 95 when IE came out, something like that, yeah, but yeah, early, early 90s, uh, you know, so over like 95 to like 99 esque, uh, Netscape was still very dominant in the uh, right, you know, browser. Well, I remember and- looking up tabs all the time, on that
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> well, and what's interesting is it wasn't just Netscape that Microsoft did this to, apparently, there was a lot of like really fantastic. Uh, word processors that were available for people to use. And when offices started buying m- Windows to use in their environments, they would just load them up with Microsoft Word and suddenly nobody knows about these other word processors. Um, it's kind of interesting. If anybody's interested in hearing about that a little bit more, uh, there's a podcast called Behind the Bastards and they do a really good uh, review of Bill Gates. And they just talk about the, the, the c- kind of crummy business deals uh, that they did. As far as like free and open, you know, computing and internet uh, uh, Landscape goes so we do got a couple super chats real quick. I want to get to so thank you guys for those first one is from Ryan sharp 199, okay, who killed Jeff and how did you do it? Uh, well, it wasn't hard just a little like, <laughs> you know, he's yeah, a tall just dude really quick
0: snap. Yeah. Uh, yeah He's a lot more um... Uh, fragile than you think you know it, it's interesting well i think all that the years
1: y- yeah the height gives you a lot of leverage when you're breaking the spine yeah so... exactly
0: it was it was basically i got him from the bottom and then Rhett just kind of went and like uh stone cold steve austin stunned him mm-hmm. and, but i kept them still straight up and snapped you know yeah, i think all, all the years of drinking just made those bones fragile
1: nice and brittle nice and yeah. brittle Luckily, he might be back next week if we uh, get in touch with the the, rea- the corpse reanimator that we hired. So <laughs> we'll see how that works out. But, of course, the next Super Chat from TechGeek01, 50 big old bucks. Thank you so much. Cheers to you. Cheers, uh, TechGeek. He says, a bit late to the party today. Updated my BIOS and was getting blue screen problems. Evening to you both, Rhett and John. Got to install smart boards in a building with no AC and 105 heat index today. Oh. Drinking a Mountain Dew and sitting the F down. Dude, here's to that. Uh, everywhere in the whole country is experiencing crazy weather right now. And like, we kind of are too, but it's just been kind of cool. <laughs> like, it's, cooler it's than the normal. Opposite. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're, we're getting wet a yeah. lot.
1: And like we had some flooding. I heard that like something happened to the buoy brewery up in Astoria. Did you hear that?
0: Yeah, it it collapsed. It was, it's insane. Um, Like the whole, I, I, when I read it, it was the, I talked to the guys there. uh, It was the uh, production side. So no one, no one got hurt luckily, but it, buoy is indefinitely closed for a very long time.
1: I heard it fell Um, into the river.
0: It collapsed. The beams underneath fell into the river and a lot of it collapsed upon itself.
1: Gotcha. Sense. Okay.
0: So, um, yeah, it, it was, yeah, uh, Yellowstone flooded and took out part of the road to get into Yellowstone. Yeah. That was some pretty crazy looking stuff.
1: Yeah, it's all over. And then there's fires down in Arizona. So if you're down there near Flagstaff, stay safe. Um, and of course, 105, uh, wherever Tech Geek
0: was. So. Ooh. Well, he's inside of a building too. He's got all the servers and probably everything just running off that. Right, yeah. That sucks, man.
1: Anyway, yeah, hopefully uh, everybody can get some reprieve. There is something about a Mountain Dew. I don't drink that much pop anymore, but I had a Mountain Dew today after working outside and it's just like, man, something about like the sugar and all that just like got me going.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't drink I don't drink too much soda <laughs> anymore. Um Yeah, I rarely do. I think my son, all the soda that we have is like, my son has it and then we water it down. So even if I do have it, it's watered down (laughs) Um, or it's flat because we'll, we'll keep it around and then we'll just put it back in the fridge.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So
0: it's like, ah, there you go. It's funny.
1: I used to do that all the time as a kid. And I thought that was like normal. (laughs) i mean i think it must be normal for kids right but for like as an adult i'm like i've never put anything back in the fridge i have taste yeah
0: i I have quality high standards right my my soda must be crisp and fresh every time remember the bottle
1: remember they used to sell those things you'd twist on to like a two liter and then you'd like pump it to like
0: Oh, yeah, like uh, it would like uh, suck the air out or put air back into it. Put yeah. air
1: back into it. Yeah, I think like, I, I don't know, you know, yes. they basically got pulled out every time we'd order a pizza because you get a two liter with your pizza or whatever. And it's like, geez, two liters of pop. That's that was a lot back then. I mean, then I started going to 7-Eleven. I get 50 cents for a whole 64 ounces. So,
0: oh, gosh, I Just know. Changed Big my dope. life
1: so I'm anyway i'm
0: not diabetic
1: yeah i know same uh farewell to pour one out today for internet explorer um i don't know if the internet will be better off or not but you know he's high i seem to be getting along just fine without it so
0: yeah how will that meme now work with um uh the rick and morty like you said <laughs> now now someone's gotta change it to uh, be edge yeah i guess so
1: (laughs) everybody's talking about the weather in chat i
0: am i am personally actually not enjoying i mean i do like rain because it keeps everything green great uh not enjoying it because it also stops me from working outside and i have a lot of yard work to do
1: dude you and me both You and me both, ugh, I, I, I can't get anything I don't know done. how
0: many blackberries you have, Rhett, but man, I got some blackberry problems. <laughs> I how don't have
1: like, any blackberries, luckily. My yeah, outdoor problems right now are very first world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would say blackberry problems are still pretty first world. I mean, like, I want to get rid of something that provides me fruit. Right. Uh, delicious like, fruit. <laughs> yeah, delicious Oregon blackberries, or I should say Marion berries. <laughs> um, but it's like I don't like the thorns.
1: Yeah, well, and they're so. just like weeds, man. If you don't do something about them now, they're only going they're gonna be twice as bad next summer and twice yeah, as bad exactly. the summer after that. It's exactly. Like, uh so you can't sleep on them too long. We had some today. I was out um topping the hedges out of my grandpa's house, and his freaking hedges are out of control. They're like fifteen <laughs> feet high, and the blackberries <laughs> are growing straight up outside of it and then they're coming out the top (laughs)
0: yes yes, that's what i'm having to deal with so we're like out there like
1: trimming and cutting uh the arborvita and like sometimes there's just a bundle of vines going straight up the side of one of these trunks it's like oh
0: god (laughs) come on and then you gotta pull you gotta clip it pull it out dig the thing out but then as you're pulling it all these huge thorns yeah get you yeah no uh, I, I always have to wear long sleeve shirts, jeans, and then half the time I deal with it, it's, it's a hot day. And so I just come out sweating. Yeah, uh, I feel like tech geek and it's one hundred and five and I got to wear flannel and jeans. Yeah, you
1: have to like just dress just for, for battle, basically. Yeah. yeah. Michael Stevens says 15 foot hedge is not a hedge. It's a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. We had to have take, taken, like, six feet off those things, so they're a little bit more manageable now. Um, next story is one that I wish Jeff was here for, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll manage this fine. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, the specs for the Apple M2 chip released, and I think yesterday they opened up for pre-sale, so you can now pre-order... Your next, uh, you know, MacBook uh, with the M2 chip in it, and today it looks like there was some benchmarks that were released. Um, and uh, I'd encourage everybody to go and and take a look at this yourself if you're super interested on Tom'sHardware.com. Uh, but for the most part, uh, the general impression that I'm getting is that it's you know kind of expected. I I, w- I was telling Jeff about this earlier. About this story, and he goes, "Oh yeah, well they were expecting these numbers," and he was like spot on with what the story is saying. So um, they got a a ten percent gain in single threaded performance, a sixteen percent gain in multi threaded, but whatever they did to the GPU, I think they included uh, um, some more uh, graphics scores. They uh, got a sixty seven percent boost in speed. Which is pretty significant. I think it was a lot more than they were looking for. And I'm pretty sure uh, the Apple M1 was no slouch. There you go. Look at what John's holding up for you.
0: There we go. Um, and all, all links for these uh, articles are in the description. So if you want to check this out, go check out the description.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Go do that. They are
0: down there. Yeah, they're down there. How does that work? Did Jeff do that? <laughs> he like, he must have. <laughs> Red. do you not know where
1: the notes are no i don't i'm just i'm just a pretty face guys <laughs> um but it'll be pretty interesting i'm not sure um you know if the performance boost is is worth the cost um but i i think time will tell of course these are just run through like strict benchmarking environments they're not it, this isn't like real world application or anything like that so um as these start coming out i think they come out june 24th i could be wrong um i'm sure it's in the article but um i'm sure they come out sometime soon given that um pre-orders are open we'll begin to see a little bit more of a realistic peek at what we can come to expect uh with performance and then you can make the decision if uh if the cost is right for you or not
0: yeah i mean uh anyone's talked or listened to this show you'll know that um everyone here was really impressed with the m1 jeff really enjoyed he's got that little laptop uh with the apple m1 in it um just a really wonderful power horse uh a processor um not only that yeah. what
1: what impressed me he was telling me the other day that he was uh one of those days that it was um we were in the heat dome last year when it was like 115 117 some places like he had to do a outdoor wedding uh, yes. Yes, I remember that. And he took his uh, MacBook with him, with the N1 chip in it, and every other piece of equipment that he had was dying because of the heat, but his MacBook never failed, uh, which I think says something. That's pretty cool. So yeah,
0: and this was that was the first gen of their processors, which everyone was like, I don't know who's who knows, you know, we have to let make them prove it. And now it was kind of proven, and now we have the M2s, and there's some benchmarks. And I think the last time Jeff and I talked about this was we were kind of comparing it to, um, uh, oh gosh, uh, the ASUS, uh, not ASUS, um, AMD processors uh, that came out, and how everyone was basically, you know, putting those off and not it's AMD. They're just, you know, AMD processors. Who cares the Ryzen's. Um, And then they showed up and the first gen horizons were really, really good. They had their problems, but they were really, really good. And then when gen two came out, they were amazing. And now when you have a really good track of the M1, Apple M1s, and now you have a track of Apple M2s and they're already above expectations by at least 10% of just standard testing, what's going to happen when it gets in the consumer's hands? it's probably going to be even a little bit better so this is a really really good sign for apple and their uh processors which are made in-house for them so yeah this is really good stuff
1: yeah yeah cool well it'd be interesting to see if uh anybody picks that up you should uh let us know in the next uh
0: one of the next talking heads or Or oh, yeah well if anyone even in chat even has access to like an m1 it'd be interesting to hear your experience with the m1 say versus jeff so that would yeah be- that's true well,
1: that brings us uh, to the end of tech news for the night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it was kind of a, it was an extremely, extremely slow week. Yeah. Um, I, I was very busy today. And <clears throat> um, so I like early in the, actually it was yesterday. I threw in the beer news. I was like, okay, so that way I don't have to research it today. And uh, I was slowly checking the the notes to be like, all right, what, what's going to, what's the articles like Jeff's going to add? and i i wasn't even wasn't on twitter for like half the day yeah and and so i get home i'm like jeff jeff didn't really put anything in the article well sometimes last minute he'll just like throw a bunch in i was like okay i'll do you know before we get on the show i'll quickly read through them it's getting later and later and later i'm like jeff jeff hasn't thrown anything on and we were babysitting my nephew steve's kid and steve comes over and he's like so you're gonna be on the show with Brett?" i'm like wait what yeah <laughs> and he's like yeah didn't you see i'm like oh okay it's not in ready room it's, it's, it's not in our our, our discord anymore, oh. or, or you know for the servers it's like okay that's weird i don't pay attention um it's like oh no it's in talking heads it's like oh i, I just saw people posting links and that's what jeff posted was a link to his twitter account yeah and I was uh, like, oh, okay. I
1: didn't see it either really until, I mean, he, I, he of course was letting me know that it was probably going to happen earlier. And then he thought he came back and he's like, well, you know, I'm feeling good enough. Maybe I will. And then he came back. And he's like, you know, what? it's just not going to work out. So if you, if you guys want, want to do this and I said, we had a blast last time, so let's just do it and
0: see where yeah, it that's goes. fine. So. I, I got no problem. But, you know, if you guys want to be ahead of the curve of me, you got to join the Patreon. And that's the Discord channel and all the super secret awesome other chats that we got on there uh, to do that. That's the link below. It's a minimum of a dollar. I know you might not want want. I know you might want a little more tech content, but I mean, come on. This is the good stuff. Right this here. is
1: the good stuff.
0: This is the cream in the center of the Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sweet stuff. Yeah, Jeff uh, is the
1: hard, crunchy, disgusting outside We're the soft, delicious, sugary, sweet inside.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's like, uh, I've never killed anyone, but the closest I ever have is when I dunk an Oreo and it stops (laughs) bubbling.
1: Uh, So yeah, go ahead and check out patreon.com slash craft computing, join up on the Discord, and uh, you know that helps keep the lights on here, uh, around here, rather. And so, too, does our sponsor for today, Linode! Today's episode of Talking Heads is brought to you by Linode. If you've ever needed to host your own service, whether it be for home or business, but don't have the resources or time to invest in hardware, power, cooling, even space, why not have Linode host them for you? If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes the software from most of the tutorials on my channel, like how to run your own ad blocking, recursive <laughs> DNS servers, VPN gateways, your own cloud-based Plex server, and more. With shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find a hosting plan that fits your needs. Even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep your backups off site. Because remember, RAID is not a backup. Ah, Linode has also recently announced that they are the first alternative cloud provider to have NVMe block storage available to all customers. In September, they began rolling out NVMe drives to all 11 of their global data centers. Best of all, storage rates will remain at the same low price they always have been. Visit linode.com slash craft computing today and get a $100 60-day credit when starting a new account. That's linode.com slash craft computing. And thanks again to Linode for sponsoring today's video.
0: Thanks Linode for sponsoring the channel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, you know, you could host your own ad blocking, but that one is always going to get through. Sorry, guys. (laughs) That's just the way it goes. Uh, Patreon helps keep the lights on, but so too
0: does Linode. Oh, I need another beer. Well, I I had a tall boy for mine, so it is... uh... I said it wasn't spicy, but you know, when you have a mint and your breath is now always cold, that chill, uh, that's what this pepper is doing to me. Every time I breathe in, it's got this like burning sensation. It's good. Cause there's a really nice <laughs> sweetness from the blood orange, but that habanero, it's a great balance. If you're looking for a light pepper beer or pepper cider, actually.
1: It sounds delightful i love anything with a pepper in it
0: i mean it's really nice actually you would probably really like it it's it's the blood orange almost gives it like a honey characteristic but then there's just this heat that lingers and it's not really on your tongue it's more like in your chest so
1: like the um you know
0: the beer (laughs) It was the world's strongest beer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I was like, yes, Rhett. There was no peppers in that, though. (laughs) No, that was just pure burning. Yeah. Burning from hell. Oh, let's
1: go ahead and check on chat. Thanks, guys, for sticking with us through this, uh, yeah, this fun episode. They,
0: we got uh, Novella says, uh, good job on the Linode. Can I say, daddy pays the bills, you know? Um. Oh, is a repeat of your Mac and Jack?
1: I am, yeah. Uh, it's all I have right now. <laughs> okay. But it's such a good beer. Like, it's, you know, it, it's an amber ale, which occasionally you'll hear me say that ambers are my favorite beer, but then I've ha- I have so many bad ones in pursuit of the good ones, and you know I, we're a little spoiled here in the northwest for beer, so it's it's you know part so. of it yeah just a little bit. So part of it is it's like it's on me, right? I have certain expectations that can't always be met, and. I don't know what it is about this beer. It's just one of those that I would find on tap occasionally at places that had amazing food. Coin Jam was like chief among them. And so it was like every time I was going to Coin Jam, it was like their one beer that was always on tap. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll just keep getting that. I'll just keep getting that. It's really good. Um, And I don't, I don't know exactly why they call it the African Amber uh, it's apparently just an unfiltered, dry hopped amber, and they've been making it since 1994. I don't know. It's just a really good mainstay. It's 5.8%, so it's not necessarily like a banger,
0: but you can drink a couple of them and, and have a good time. It's bigger than my cider. Nice. See? No, it's, my cider's only 5'6", so you're the heavyweight right now.
1: It's just so malty and good and like drinkable, you know?
0: Well, that's what I, that's what I do like about Ambers. I mean, I agree with you An Amber beer is really well done. And when, when it's really well done is a really good beer. It is one of my personal favorites too. I think in the Northwest, a lot of people, when they use Amber or they say Amber, it's just a grain bill issue. And what they're using is a nice sweet malty or hot or grain, um, and a lot of people now are using like over roasted. It almost gets a burnt or coffee flavor or, or yeah, I roasty see flavor. And I don't like those as an amber or red. Um, I like more of the sweeter end. I like that I can have an African or a Mac and Jack um, and it can almost be cold and then room temperature too. And I'll still enjoy it with both temperatures.
1: Right. Yeah. That, yeah. I think that's a good point. It's something that you can have in a glass you know, I, I, and I think that's why it worked at Coin Jam so well, because Coin Jam, for those out of the know, it's kind of our local um, adults arcade, if you will. Not yeah. the not the sexy kind, but the, the kind where you go <laughs> and put quarters in the machines and play games. And they've got a whole pinball. They've got all these uh, classic arcade games. You know, it's like Chuck E. Cheese's for adults, where the food is delicious freaking pork belly tacos and and uh and then like, you get
0: to go play street fighter yeah or you something.
1: go play altered beast or something you know yeah. and you get out there oh, you you it. get your beers out at the machines and you just have a good time and it's like okay oh they had a four-person pac-man machine so you set your beer up on the table and you start throwing down with your friends on four-person oh, pac-man fun. dude that game slapped so hard i know and uh yeah and the beer just
0: lasted with you all night so yeah that was nice and and it's like you said, it's from 94, started 94. They've been producing this for a long time. So they are a pretty larger brewery. So you can get this beer for a really decent price here in the Northwest. Yeah. Um And I, I th- think they distribute it quite far.
1: Yeah, I hope they do. I, I It's not often I can find it in the can. It's usually something I find on tap a lot more often, but I did get it at grocery outlet. And I think it was, it was 10 bucks for a six pack, which isn't like Amazing, but it's certainly among the lower. You know, and granted they're not tall boys or anything, but
0: um Yeah, yeah. So I mean yeah, they're local, so they're it's Redmond, Washington. Um
1: so let's see. Um what temperature do you prefer porters and stouts to be? Um, I'm gonna not I'm not gonna lie. I prefer, you know, my beers to be definitely more around like fifty degrees. I don't like it to be too much warmer than that. Like um i like a cooler beer in general i feel like even cooler porters are just where it's at people say the flavors open up a lot more at room temperature for stouts and porters but i just don't necessarily care um maybe they do and that's fine and but you know i don't know
0: yeah well it's uh even to that i would have to stay you know you have to then also look i mean this is getting to the stupid beer side of me but uh you know a b v uh what is it is it barrel age is it not barrel age so what style of porter is it like a a belgian stout is it just an american stout barrel age is it a breakfast stout all these different things um do you want sweeter do you want uh less basically the good rule of thumb is if you want it sweeter and you like it sweeter have it warmer because that's going to bring out the malt aspect if you want less sweetness and more bittering or crispy flavors that's where you want it to be colder. So if you basically just find a beer you like and you're like, man, I just wish this was not as sweet. Cool it down some more, put it, put it in a lower temperature. Yeah. Or you're like, I really like this. I wish it was just a little bit warmer. Just like I was saying with the Mac and Jack, if it warms up a little bit, I think that's where I like it the best is, is a little bit, just below room temperature like 50 like you were saying 50 degrees yeah um even though it's probably supposed to be served at like 45 yeah i think most
1: of them always say like 45 to 48 or something like that like uh skull does uh he said i don't know where he found this but in chat skull says it started as an african yeast that they use Ah. and if you ever go to their brewery that yeast has developed into this insane fermenting franken yeast which is extremely quick in how it ferments. So, huh, that's kind of interesting. Interesting. There's like a whole microbiology
0: aspect to beer brewing that just sounds so fun. But. Well, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this on this show plenty of times of like, uh, that's why those weird uh, yeasts like uh, from a sunken pirate ship. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll make that because... Or like
1: when Rogue did like the, they did like the wild yeast ones and...
0: Yeah, they do. Or the guy or one out of the guy's beer. Yeah,
1: that was the one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just you don't know what it's going to do. So let's play with it. And then they can mutate it into doing other flavors, too. And yeah, there are. I think we talked about it like two years ago. Um, There's even uh, Y Labs, one of the bigger yeast companies. They're even doing like yeast now to have hoppy notes. And so you don't even need as much hops. So it's it's. You know, it's like you want that double IPA, but have a low IBUs or something like that. It just tastes like trees. Well, (laughs) you only need to add, you know, an ounce of these hops because the yeast does the rest of the work.
1: It is kind of interesting. Uh, They did a study years ago and they could find where uh, I'm sure they could do it for brewers or something. But for bakers, they could tell uh, where in the world uh, sourdough came from just by. Either analyzing yeast collected off their fingertips, or by analyzing the bread itself, um, because the yeast strains are so geographically specific.
0: Oh yeah, I they would can bet. narrow it
1: down. Like you, I, I think like the study about the sourdough bread uh, was conducted like just in parts of northern Europe, like Germany and like maybe parts of Scandinavia. And they were like in. I, I maybe I'm butchering this, but I remember it being like to the street in Germany. They were able to like. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Um, so who knows if that's the case. Where is this arcade? It sounds amazing. Um, well, the one I was talking about, is called Coin Jam. It's in Salem, Oregon. Portland has their own kind of one called Ground Control. It's pretty cool. Um, I think the idea of those arcades have kind of taken off a little bit. So that's kind of fun. Have you seen the one in Astoria? No, I didn't even know there was one.
0: Oh, uh, I, I sent it to Jeff. We all have to go. It's called... If you got your computer in front of you, call check a look at Galactic Arcade and Tap House. I don't have a computer
1: that's, in front of me. That's, well, okay. That's, that's, if
0: it's if it's just some weird etch a sketch, uh, just try sketching it in there. Um, but it looks like it's supposed to look like a cantina from Star Wars. Galactics Arcade. Galactic arc yeah, Galactics T I X Arcade and Tap House oh, Astoria. This looks dope yeah right it just opened up like last year it's all pinball retro video games but it's all like tron and uh like i said cantina star wars cantina themed yeah
1: it's just got a sci-fi vibe that's yeah that's cool that looks like a lot of fun i'd definitely be down for a trip for
0: that but yeah no, the the whole idea of the arcade and beer i mean because, I mean, all the big beer drinkers now are, are you know people our age who are between, like, the 40s and, and under, essentially. And we all played, you know, NES and up. And oh, that's yeah. what we want to play again. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I got I got a good beer or a cool beer, and I want to play old video games now because you can't really – there aren't really any new modern arcades anymore. Not arcade really, games. right? Like, I remember back in the day it was – it first came out on arcade, and then it went to – console you know but it was the dumbed down graphics because they couldn't support uh the high-end graphics granted it was always like killer instinct or street fighter or something looks so good on arcade and then six months later it was downgraded to a 16-bit uh super nintendo sega genesis and you had to play it on that and you're just like oh this is there's something special about the arcade
1: yeah Uh, uh granted i went into some arcades when i was in japan and that's like not really applicable to this conversation at all, but damn, they had some really cool-looking arcade games. And not only, like, they had a lot of games that, like, pushed the boundary of what we would consider, like, games in <laughs> the United no. States, you know? Like, they have so many rhythm games, so many things where you're, like, doing stuff with your body or, like, using some weird controller or, like, peripheral to, like, do stuff. Like, um, I don't know. It's It was kind of neat.
0: That just sounds like a Dave and busters
1: yeah maybe i guess it's been a while I ha- i've only been to that dave and busters once back when i i was auditioning for the amazing race so
0: oh i thought you were gonna say america's got talent nah amazing
1: <laughs> race yeah don't mess around with that other crap
0: i remember i i i remember that when that audition came around i was talking to our mutual friend freddie i was like dude we should go on that <laughs>
1: <laughs> he would be a funny one actually that's that's a good idea i'd watch that i'd watch uh, you guys trying to <laughs> hustle across the uh yeah. you know country or wherever it is
0: yeah uh we got some beer news or some alcohol related news we can get into that really quick yeah i think um, it's a good time yeah so uh officially so we we've all seen it and um we've talked about it on this show plenty of times the pre-made cocktails and the sodas that are always uh, uh who's it i did a video on this of uh, jack daniels released their own coca-cola version of a jack and coke but it was their cola and coke came up with a hard coke but it was their alcohol well it has officially become official yeah sure that sentence worked um (laughs) (laughs) coca-cola and jack daniels are actually finally coming together their own two brands to make an official jack daniels and tennessee whiskey coca-cola so an official jack and coke by the two brands together uh and it is also going to be coming in a coke zero option uh, it's still going to be the 5% ABV, um, so I'm not super happy about that, but whatever. You know, that's your typical stuff. But the one interesting thing I did see from this article, it stated that it's actually going to use Jack Daniel's whiskey in the Coke, in the premix, where most of the time what you see is just malt liquor and a whiskey flavoring. So I will be very interested to see if they actually state in the ingredients Jack Daniel's whiskey, Or is it like Jack Daniels Malt Liquor? That'll be an interesting thing. Uh, But it's supposed to, it's being officially launched in Mexico late of 2020, but then a full U.S. launch uh, beginning 2023. So be on the lookout for a new up-and-comer. And and I believe this is their um, uh, uh, kind of strike back at Mountain Dew, which is PepsiCo, joining up with uh, Boston Brewery um beer company to make the hard mountain dew so the which was what jeff always talks about is what mountain dew was originally made for was to mix with a whiskey was a as a mixer so now you have this so i'm wondering if this, this is coke's way into try to get into the hard alcoholic market or i guess the alcohol market
1: right yeah it's kind of interesting do you do you find that the you know those drinks that like jack and coke for example are as good as the name that everybody knows or do you prefer like an alternative recipe does that make sense
0: yeah yeah, i know you're you're, yeah, you're basically saying is whiskey and coke or is it Jets, or right or like, or like or like another
1: another one that everybody knows is like seven and seven right yeah. like do you think that's crown seven and seven up is is like the peak of that recipe or is it like whiskey and seven up in general you know Or whiskey and some lemon-lime-flavored soda.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what's funny is I will state Jack Daniels has a very unique flavor. Yeah, At least to me, it does. Uh, If Big Big Spoon is in the chat, trust me, he'll probably say something about that. Um, (laughs) If I have a whiskey and Coke and a Jack and Coke, I can tell you what what is what. Uh, um, The 7-7, no. So I do think Jack and Coke is... Jack and Coke. There's just this unique flavor that Jack and Coke have. Now you like it or not, but I think there is a unique flavor as far as whiskey and Cokes like, yeah, or rum and Coke, any one of them. I don't care. I'll I'll use, um, what is it? Uh, the Monarch rum and Coke. I don't care. It's it's cheap $8.
1: Yeah. I mean, Monarch is great anyway. So
0: honestly, that's, that's my go-to cheap stuff.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you're at a bar, you're trying to make it last, you know. Who cares?
0: No, so, it all gets well, you, you messed up the same way. Yeah, I, I have like three bottles that I keep in the house, and then the rest are out here in the studio. And um, one's one's Seagram Seven for my whiskey, and then for my rum is a Monarch, and so it's just like, yeah, it's just cheap and and goes good with everything. Yeah, basically.
1: the Seagram Seven that's that's my go-to. I I I like the flavor of it in general, anyway.
0: So it's like. I do too. Honestly, I can drink it straight. Good enough. What's just on ice. Yeah. uh, It, it kind of I get a little vanilla flavor out of it, so I'm like, man, this is this works. Yeah. Um, and that. So yeah, I have that, and then I have, um, uh, Roast City Distillery vodka. Oh, there you go. Those are those are my three. Yeah, cheats. I've been buying
1: that a lot lately too. I, I don't know why. I think it's just, it seems like the liquor stores are displaying it front and center. And I was like, Oh, Rose <laughs> city. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm like, That's fine with me. Yeah. Hey, it's local. It's cool. I like, I, as far as the vodka, I'm like, this is a clean spirit. So I yeah, got no problem with it. There you go. So, all
1: right. Well, there you have it. Uh, Coke, Jack and Coke. Coming soon to a store near you. Yeah, an official Jack and Coke. It is, it is kind of interesting because the reason I brought that other question up, by the way, is because when I was in Japan, it was really common to go to grocery stores and they had like pre-mixed cocktails like in cans already. Yeah. And like they call them highballs, which is just like, I think it's like whiskey and some sort of like carbonated mix. And I think most highballs yeah. are generally like ginger ale... But there's, I had, it like, a cola highball a couple of times when I was there because, you know, I go to the grocery store and buy booze, apparently, <laughs> rather than, like, going out or something. But a lot easier to buy from a grocery store than it is to, like, navigate a bar sometimes when you don't understand the language.
0: <laughs> well, uh, it's funny because – uh, is, is it called highball? There's a brand of, like, cheap malt liquor now here that you can get, at like, Winco that's called highball.
1: I saw that Winco does have these weird, like, mixture, like, mocktail things that are, like, malt liquor and, like, some sort of flavor,
0: you know? Uh, who is it? Well, yeah, it was John the Net guy. He he introduced me into uh, Chicha's pre-made mixed malt liquors, and uh, those are too sweet for me. That was too malt liquory for me, and they, they came out with a bunch of those, but, um, yeah. But I, I, I've seen a couple people especially at my work. Uh, cause like, Oh, buzz balls. I'm thinking buzz balls.
1: buzz balls. Yeah. Those buzz are everywhere. Balls yeah. is what I'm
0: thinking. And they're like 19% and they're like a dollar 25. Yeah.
1: You can get them on uh, Winco on sale for a dollar a piece sometimes. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. And I have a lot of guys at my work will be like, yeah, I, I just patted like six of these down just before lunch or after lunch. I'm like, why are you telling me this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, okay so it's just that's not impressive and that's not cool but whatever man yeah good, good job it's uh, like
1: this era is like md 2020 or something you know
0: yeah i know right really <laughs> although i i kind of uh, i wouldn't mind there was a couple there's a back or oh, the early two yeah, so 2000s uh i did the md 2020 video and i went and looked on their website they got some really weird flavors now like they have like 4K gold, they have like a gold schlager version. Interesting or they have like gold flakes inside MD 2020. I'm like, I want that one.
1: I would try it, I guess.
0: Why not? That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um yeah, so let's see. There is some other beer news. We have um a recall from Coors Light and Keystone. Uh-oh. Um this- this one was kind of you needed a visual aid for because it's pretty disgusting actually uh and i don't even know how oh, or gross. what happened if if Rhett, you might want to scroll down and take a look at that video that's posted oh uh, in the auricle, it, it's pretty nasty looking um it is local though so that is it's local to st louis
1: sorry um, st louis,
0: louis. so but it's cans packages of coors light and keystone light and apparently whatever happened in the process the beer is just turned into syrup or some thick liquid yeah
1: in the video you can see this guy and he's pouring out his beer and he's taking his finger and you have the stream of beer coming straight down and he's taking his finger and he's bending the stream of beer as though it's syrup or it's really gross. If you it's can pull really, that up, hold your phone up.
0: <laughs> that's what I was doing too do, because it, it is that entertaining. Uh, but I'll
1: mute. It looks it, like, like know, it's a TikTok as well. It uh, is, a,
0: yeah. So there's a couple. It was it was found on TikTok and. Um. But my gosh, it is
1: Clint Ward is. three on TikTok. If y'all want to look it up for yourself, maybe one of the mods can grab it and throw it in too. Open Not that t- we want to make a habit of throwing TikTok in the chat, but
0: yeah. Now everyone's. but I mean, you can always sub to hops and bruises on TikTok too. So I'm just letting you know. Um. <laughs> yeah. Or me, the guy who's never posted a TikTok, but created one. Cause I lost a bet. Like it opened me. It opened TikTok, and then it was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna open up the the video you wanted."
1: Oh, weird. It rest assured. It looks gross. Like it, it looks.
0: It looks gross. And there was another video. They didn't post it in the article, but um, uh, this lady holds it up and uh, and pours it out, and the wind just like flaps the thick Keystone light in the wind because it. You know how like if you were to pour honey. And you can just see it yeah. like trail. Yeah. It, that's what it's doing. And it's like, oh my gosh, that is disgusting. And now, Keystone and, or Molson cores they try people to try to get a hold of them. They have refused to comment um on what happened. They just said, Hey, it's very local. Um, just to be safe, we're recalling everything within that region. Um, but uh if you live within that region, there check a look at this article. Uh, they you there's a UPC code. Yeah. Uh, you can check against it and see if you have a pack. If you do, please send it to me. I would like to review these. Ooh, good call. <laughs> I would drink it. At least try it. Anyways. Yeah, it looks
1: like there are six UPC codes. All of them are in St. Louis. It looks like they were bre- uh, brewed in Ohio. So, yeah, kind of weird. Not sure quite how that
0: happened. Uh, no, it, it's it's pretty bad looking. I was like, oh. And it's it's kind of oh, interesting. It looks
1: like because the go. first why, thing why, I go ahead.
0: I gotta I gotta let's see if we can get this. Look at this guy's finger. He's gonna. There you go. There it is, guys. It just it just jiggled. Look at that. Ugh, ugh. I mean, that's like. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, and somebody in chat kind of says what I was about to say. They said I'd want to see them open it and then pour. Because my first question is like, well, you know, maybe they could fake it, but it, it forgot. Like, they have voluntarily recalled it. They've identified where the issue is, which brewer it is, which UPCs it is. Um, and not only that, uh, it looks like it's at least somewhat verified by Snopes if fact checking is important to you. Um, that is linked to the initial article in Food and Wine. If you. I'm telling you guys to go to freaking TikTok and look at stuff. It's in the description, uh, the show notes down below. Yeah. If you, if you go to the Coors and Keystone pulls beer at Food & Wine, you can see the TikTok video. And you can kind of see where it links to Snopes about their sort of uh, look at it. Doesn't? I'm not sure exactly. Uh what they were able to prove or not but they were well i
0: i I think too with um you know doing it i i think too that they don't know it's gonna do that is the thing and so that's probably why and they're like oh my gosh this this just happened to me and i know in that uh, one of the other tiktok videos it was a lady said this is a second beer out of the pack so it oh, may sound go. like it, Maybe it's not the same, you know, because when when a mass production gets lined out, and then a lot of these beers gets pushed. Now, I would think it all came from the same tank. Um, to me, it kind of looks like uh, maybe there wasn't any water.
1: Right, that's what was my thought.
0: You know, to to thin thin it out, or, or the carp. Maybe they add carbonated water. I don't know the process that these large macro breweries are are doing these things at. I I only know how. Smaller craft breweries do it, and I would assume it's it's got to be the same, but maybe not. It's weird. I, I, that's why I was so confused. I don't know how beer would turn into to this gelatinous state unless the brewing process wasn't being monitored, right? Maybe there was that. Could have just been um, some
1: error in the line, too. I mean, here here's what Snopes says. Apparently, they reached out to Molson Coors via email. And they got a response uh, from a spokesperson that said at Molson Coors, qualities are top priority. So when we became aware of the quality issue and some packs of Coors and Keystone Light produced at the Trenton Brewery in Ohio, we chose to voluntarily withdraw those packs from the market. While we've chosen to voluntarily withdraw them, there are no food and health risks associated with them. The issue was with one can line that produces 12 ounce tall cans. It impacted only a small percentage of cans produced on the line, and it has since been resolved. Work is already underway to pl- replenish inventory as quick as possible because our inventory, our national inventory position on these SKUs is stronger than it has been in years. We're able to divert production into this market area from other breweries. Um, and then they list the UPCs. Um, so there you have it. I mean, they acknowledge the issue. They acknowledge that it was one line. And I could just envision, like, I don't know. I'm, uh, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, maybe there's some sort of uh, – pasteurization process or something that went wrong. Like I probably don't pasteurize beer, but it's course. Who knows what they do? I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, there there's some pretty weird stuff. So but yeah, if you have access, I'd like to try it. <laughs> Jeff is uh calling for somebody to ban you for showing that video. <laughs> <laughs> ah. That's fine. <laughs> I'll just go into talking heads jail for a week. I'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. <laughs>
1: Uh, So there you have it. If you're from St. Louis uh, area, make sure you return your beer and get some new beer.
0: Yeah, go check that out. Check your UPC codes. Um, Got one last thing. And actually, this kind of goes back into what we were originally kind of talking about with some yeast and sourdough and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Found this this one this morning. It's kind of interesting. It's not necessarily beer news, but it's more like health news. Um, I don't know. I've always heard growing up, uh especially because i've had my my parents have had uh, a couple of friends have had heart attacks that a glass of wine helps you uh to not have a heart attack i've always heard that and because it kind of relaxes it thins out your blood just a little one glass of red wine at dinner type of a thing well a new study just came out um published by oh where is it I in there, the american chemical
1: society's journal of agricultural and food chemistry
0: Yes, that uh, beer gut, not a beer belly, but a beer gut, it may actually be good for you. And what they're talking about is actually having one lager a day is actually looking to be very healthy for your gut health. Um, I don't know how many of you guys are into your gut health and your whole, whole digestive system and your poops and whatnot, but it's a, it's a very big modern thing. And honestly, when I went through the whole 46 day thing, i kind of had to do a bit of research on that so it's very interesting thing but they did a study of i think it was only like 26 people uh 19 people um ranging between 23 and 58 but they had them drink a five percent super which is a pale european pale lager if you don't know what that is um and they were saying that it doesn't matter if there's alcohol in it or not it was more about the yeast yeah and so it was the yeast that was used to make uh, complement the gut health inside your stomach to increase the enzymes in there. Yeah. So if you're looking to have a healthy gut and a healthy digestive system, have that one beer with dinner.
1: Yeah, that that seems to really reinforce a lot of the things that they've been researching about the gut microbiome recently, uh, which is that ferment fermented foods and fermentation in general is just glorious for your gut microbiome and your gut microbiome is so important to you that there are some health conditions where you have to undergo a biome transplant which usually takes uh the shape of like fecal matter transplant where you literally <laughs> consume somebody's healthy fecal matter via like pills it's not like you're just like spoon and fork digging into what? somebody's
0: it's poop. not like the south park episode
1: <laughs> no i don't think it is i don't think it is I don't think that reality lines up with South Park. All that, like the ideas, sure. (laughs) The implementation, maybe not. I don't know. But um, yeah, I think it goes to show you that there's a lot to be had about fermented foods. And I've seen a lot of studies that show that countries and cultures that eat a lot of fermented foods as a part of their regular diet. Scandinavian countries is up there. I think Japanese uh, Japanese culture is up there. Uh, ones with lots of fermented vegetables, pickled, you know, different things oh,
0: Yeah, like pickled and, and fermented, uh, stuff I've is is very healthy, yeah, you.
1: which is, it's pretty cool. So, and it's kind of fun, you know, uh, pickling is I think like a, a good first step to beer making in a lot of ways. So. I,
0: I wonder, I wonder if, uh, they should do this study, redo the study with, with pickled gozays.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'd do it.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> Sign me up. I, Yeah, I'm going to do beer number two is KCBC, King's Country Brewing Collective Dos Duertas Gozé. It is a Gozé-style sour ale with mangoes, chilies, and lime and sea salt. So, 4.5%. So, you are are killing me in the ABV. Well, what can I
1: say, you know? I dare do all
0: that becomes a man. Yeah. It's... You ever have, and you probably have because of where we live, those those Hispanic candies yeah. around here that always had like the chili powders in them. Yeah, like the Luca and stuff, they yeah, call it. Yeah. Exactly. This tastes like having a mango kid's candy, and there's like a little bit of chili powder inside of it. So you're having this sweet, sugary, this there's, there's a little bit of salt from the sea salt, but then there's this like you are looking like, this is good sweet candy. Andy and like, well that's an interesting kick at the back end. Okay, sure, I'll keep going. But yeah, it's nice. It's different, but I can I can tell it's gonna be complex. So Right. For some reason so. I can't
1: talk in chat. That's really irritating. I think I must be on the wrong account or something like that. Jeff, oh, check you know check what? your DMs, Jeff. Um I
0: anyway. haven't even been you know, what? I hate this I got this wireless keyboard and mouse and it's a a bluetooth mouse and this bluetooth mouse <laughs> oh i
1: am on the wrong account wants me to create a channel to join the chat that's stupid not doing that uh we do have another super chat so thank you so much Scott Lock, $9.99 in freedom currency wow this stream has changed since the last time i watched make jeff buy you a cheap drink on me cheers gents uh, although he said Make Jeff buy you a cheap drink on me, John.
0: What about me? What, what? Well, he already bought you the Mac and Jack.
1: (laughs) Okay, we can't just say everything I spend money on, Jeff bought me. That's not how it works. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it kind of does. I mean, mean, like, like, yeah, if you're talking like top to bottom, yeah, okay, for sure. But, uh, once it's my money, it's I'm buying it, you know, so <laughs> <I guess. laughs> to be fair, Jeff does spoil me from time to time. It's very hard for him to open a beer uh, when he's filming a video without giving me one. So, uh, he- <laughs> Rhett's
0: all like, yeah, you know, we should do three today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's kind of, it's kind of fun sometimes, you know, we get to actually like really jump into the the beer reviews and stuff. Uh, together and and hash it out now
0: now wait when you guys are doing the reviews are you or when he's when you're drinking are you drinking the same beer or you're drinking two different beers
1: most of the time we're drinking the same beer okay yeah like he'll open something that he has like you know a couple of and uh he'll offer me one or he got to he got some big old bombers from claw and, you know, he poured them into his pint glass and had a couple ounces left over. And so he gave me a little bit to to enjoy at the same time. So we got to, we got to talk about the beer a little bit off the air. So that was fun. Um, but thank you for the donation, Scott. We got another one from Tech Geek. Five dollars. Heard the word and thought of a joke. Wanted to make someone say it. You know why Swedish warships have barcodes on them? So they can Scandinavian... Ha <laughs> ha! pretty good i've always really appreciated like all of the puns in there with like uh, s- n- the scandinavian puns are great but deviating from that a little bit like worship friendship like there's something in there that i've always joked about never been able to turn into a real joke sadly yeah novella hub says right gets the sloppy seconds yeah sometimes hey it's better i don't even get any yeah exactly i was gonna say like sometimes second place even if it comes with sloppies not that bad it's my place in life
0: um yeah. so I, know, yeah. I think we're moving along pretty good what do we got well that's that's it well we i'd see some other stuff if you want to talk about that
1: oh yeah well this is stuff i figured we could just burn to the end of the hour, the uh hour tonight so
0: yeah also if there's stuff in chat Bring yeah, it up
1: fire away. Let us know what you're thinking what you are drinking what you're winking. Let's see if Jeff didn't get my DM. He must not actually be watching the show guys. Let it be known um, But yeah, so there's been a lot of stuff outside of beer and tech news, which we've just wrapped up So thank you for sticking along with us on that one uh, big one, at least in my opinion, we talk, you know, we usually talk Star Trek all the time, but I can't help but bring up Star Wars every once in a while. And there's I, an important I like Star Wars, right? Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do, John. You're one of the <laughs> I'm,
0: a cl- I'm a classic guy.
1: You're one of the co-hosts of Talking Heads. It's a prerequisite. <laughs> uh, But there's been an important Star Wars show on lately. It's called Obi-Wan and uh or I guess it's called Kenobi. I don't know. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi.
0: I think it is called Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> like like we know, we don't. It's even
1: watch. not important. I just click play. <laughs> <laughs> have you had a chance to watch this
0: yet? Uh, I have seen everything but the latest.
1: Yeah, same. I have. Uh, there was one that came out today.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't seen today's. I've watched everything but today.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's
0: like one through four. Yeah, like yeah.
1: And I, I've been pretty happy. I know that the show's gotten a lot of uh, scrutiny online. And, you know, you can't be a fan of anything on Twitter without people, you know, spewing half-baked takes all over. And, um, you know, granted, I, I find that I'm a pretty forgiving audience in general. But if anybody else is out there... Watching Kenobi. Let me know what you think. I think it's a blast. I know that it doesn't live up to what a lot of people were hoping it was going to be, but uh, I think it's a really hard lesson we all should learn that nothing ever is going to live up to our own imaginations. You know, like we can get carried away with our own hand cannon, and whatever we think happens is way cooler than what actually happens. You know.
0: Well, yeah. uh, Like you said, Twitter. And I even I got into an argument with uh, a Twitter argument about. I think it was
1: uh-oh i lost john oh you're still here who'd you get a okay.
0: twitter argument with uh just some random person about i think it was episode four yeah uh when when they when kenobi and and oh hang on i don't want to don't fight uh but there was an issue that i felt devalued and kind of uncannoned episode one or episode not one, but episode four. So, which would have been a new hope. And yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of people talking about that. That that particular, and I was like, okay, up until that, these scene, I was like, I'm okay with everything. But then there was that one part, which I'm not saying it wasn't. I think the show is very well shot. I think a lot of it is. Um, but there there are just little tidbits. And I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that. But like you said, you know, it's, you can be forgiving and I'm, I think I'm forgiving, but then there's just, to me, that was a large point I didn't like. Are you talking about at the fire? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a thing that a lot of people talk about. And yeah, I don't know. I tend to, it's hard for me because I'm very critical, you know, especially when I'm watching stuff that I, that I love like star Wars. Um, But I I always try to go like, you know what, if I was paid to create a Star Wars, you bet your butt that I'm going to be turning on episode four and making sure exactly what I can put in the episode and what I can't put in the episode, you know, like. And maybe, maybe they got something wrong. I don't know how bad it it retcons it. I I don't know if I want to have that argument because I'm not super committed to one way or the other, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, there, I think I like, I had no problem with one episode one through three. I was like, okay, this all kind of makes sense. But there was, there were some things in like episode four where it was like, uh, there was the whole, uh, guard check scene. Which I thought leading up to it was kind of funny of the, the guy that kind of sounded like Seth Rogen, or not Seth Rogen, Seth... Yeah, was it Rogen? Anyways, who ended up not being him. Uh, the weird hamster mole-looking char- character. The truck driver. I kind of liked him. I liked the stormtrooper reaction and everything in that, but it was like they're in the desert and then there's just this gate. and, and Yeah, like a
1: checkpoint or whatever. There's
0: a checkpoint with a laser laser gate. It almost looked like... Um, Uh, a train a train track you know arm yeah and so there's 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 like you know they're in the desert there's two kind of large hills to each side that's that's why there is it but there's still gaps on both ends and he shoots the control panel to you know close the laser like just run around there (laughs) there was opening up both sides why did you do that that's just that's just dumb but they wanted to have that scene of him shooting the control panel. Like, ah, you did that. That served no purpose to the story. Like, ah. If you were so, playing
1: a game, you would have shot the control panel
0: just for fun. Yeah. Sure.
1: What? He to can't me, have
0: fun. <laughs> well, to me, if, if it almost felt like every episode was written by like a different team of writers, I
1: can see kind that of a thing. And it might be true. Uh, I wonder if that, I'd yeah, have to that, look that, at the credits. I, I
0: didn't, I didn't look into that. So that's kind of what it felt like. And that's where I had a, the biggest problem with that episode. was like, this felt like, to me anyways, that uh, this episode, episode four, was written by a team of people that were just told what Star Wars was, but never watched Star Wars. Right. It was like, hey, here's this thing. And these two guys are mortal enemies now. Write an episode about it. Go. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. It'd be kind of interesting. Skull uh, mentions one of the things that I've been hearing a lot about on Twitter about uh, just like one of the characters and, and actresses getting a lot of shit. And, uh, and Skull goes on and he says he's watching it. He's been liking it a lot. All Everybody complaining about it just needs to watch episode five, which is the one that came out today. Uh, and I heard that that really justifies a lot of complaints that, or not justifies the complaints, but uh, sort of addresses a lot of complaints that i've seen some people have they do apparently this episode's great i've heard people watch it multiple times already and it literally is
0: only been out for a day so yeah i, I haven't i haven't seen it yeah. it's like i'm so gonna finish the series i have no yeah I, yeah i'm well invested into it, and i think it's good enough to finish for sure um you know I, I don't think it's something horrible i think maybe too. kind of what you were talking about like expectations is that I think The Mandalorian really set a good tone because people really liked The Mandalorian kind of a reverse of the prequels and then new sequels over action-packed, overproduced. The Mandalorian kind of brought it back to the Western samurai type type deal. Um, And even season two, I liked a lot. And Boba Fett? okay you know um even though it ended up being like mandalorian 2.5 yeah
1: i love <laughs> but, that though dude the mandalorians episode was so good on that like space ring thing like that oh, was yeah. like that was the first like cool unique set piece that we've had in like new star wars really you know what i mean like that was just 100 percent cool original um when he's walking you know and he gets directions to go kind of to like the underside of it and he sees like oh that was so cool
0: oh yeah no i mean i thought yeah all of those i like and i think that's what people were kind of expecting of kenobi because uh you know you probably remember this too like the um prequels for a lot of people were a big disappointment And and just get beaten on very hard, you know, for the extreme hardcore Star Wars fans, um, especially after what is it, uh, Return of the Sith or what, Revenge of the Sith, right, or whatever it's called. Um, You know, the whole there's that GIF of the lightsaber dueling and everything. Um, Some people like it, and I know I've rewatched them the prequels are like okay there's actually yeah. some pretty entertaining good parts yeah uh, attack of the clones is actually not as bad the really really the only bad part in my mind is just the effects
1: yeah the effects uh, don't really hold up all that
0: well and what's and weird that's...
1: is the effects get worse between the phantom menace and attack of the clones mm-hmm. like which is they weird do. because like I watched Phantom Menace and I was like holy shit this like holds up in its own way like it's campy but it's fun like the I think
0: there's more practical effects. The pod we, racing
1: is pod mind racing blowing.
0: Looks, yeah, it, it still looks good. Well, I think it's it's so many fast moving objects. To me the um it's the clone troopers and the wars and and they just look horrible.
1: Yeah. Uh, Like, the scene on Genosis where all, like, the bugs are coming out and they're cornered in the arena, like, it looked pretty bad by today's standards. And, like, what's weird is, like, for example, like, a movie series, it was pretty popular around the same time. I don't have exact dates in front of me, but, like, I remember my age and, like, Lord of the Rings was, like, really popping off. And Lord of the Rings holds up, dude. Lord of the Rings holds up. So then to go to Attack of the Clones and it's like, I don't know. But then Revenge, I feel like even if the effects are pretty bad, Revenge is a much better movie in general. Um, but, you know, I don't know. That's just me. Uh, uh, I, Jonathan Badger I, hates the prequels, but, you know, what are you going to do? He doesn't have any joy in his life. So <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Jonathan. It's okay to hate the prequels if you want. I've just spent my whole life apologizing for them, so I'm very good at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the, yeah, I I kind of like them better than the the new ones. Yeah, so.
1: you know, I think it's one thing you hear a lot of people say all the time, right? Is that, like, the prequels tell a better cohesive story than the sequels. Yeah. And we could sit here and bicker about whatever the reason is. Like, everybody's heard me talk about Last Jedi and Rise... Over and over and over and over, but they do. They they're more a cohesive unit, and uh, and I don't know. I I don't know where I got this idea, but like when you watch Liam Neeson in Phantom Menace, and he's just rolling with it. He's like, well, yeah, the force brought me here. Like that's a dude who's just like, yeah, just rolling with the vibes, babe. You know, like we're gonna see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> it's actually really funny when you watch that. He's just like leaves everything to chance. He's like, oh yeah, well the force put me here, so. I must have to be here for some reason.
0: Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing episode. Oh, enjoying
1: it. Losing John a little bit. Sorry, bud.
0: You watched what and enjoyed it? Uh, Episode Phantom Menace. Oh, gotcha. Came out. Yeah. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. uh, But I was also you know young. I remember how old I was. Yeah,
1: I was pretty young, too. I, I had to have been, like...
0: Teenage years.
1: Yeah, so you were you're a little bit older than me, but I, I was pretty young. I was still in elementary school, and and uh, and so it's that's one of the funny things you hear. Like, I think Jeff said it one of the last times I was on the show. He's like, well, you know, you have to realize, like, the age I was, and then this just came in, and it was, like, made for kids, and it felt like a big slap in the face. And I was like, it's made for kids, man. It was made for me. Like, I was yeah. that kid,
0: you know? Well, it, it seemed to be made for for Star Wars fans that was a thing and but the problem was you went from 83 which would have been return of the jedi which for a lot of star wars fans was disappointment but actually me growing up I used to think uh return of the jedi was my favorite one yeah like growing up return of the jedi as a kid pre you know the middle school era like that was my favorite one it was you had the jabba the hut scene that was the, awesome you know uh I actually as a kid loved the Ewoks and the, uh, the racing in um, the forest, all the walkers. I just loved all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't like empire strikes back because it was too dark and it was like, this is dumb. And, and, and episode or, um episode, a new hope was just too boring. Yes. So yeah. for a kid, uh, the, but then I went into Phantom Menace. I was like, okay, I, I kind of get it. It's, it's kind of good. Yeah, it was it was attack of the clones that kind of yeah, this isn't good. <laughs> um I did enjoy The Force Awakens, but only because it just was a copy clone of A New Hope.
1: I I enjoyed it. It's fun, man. I I watched it not that that long ago, just a couple weeks ago, and it's just so fun. It's just a popcorn flick, like
0: yeah, it's a popcorn flick.
1: It's certainly better than some other star wars movies like it's better than new hope in my opinion and it's better than attack the clones in my opinion um i don't know it's just i i think that part of the reason that these movies get a lot of crap is just because there's no way it could have lived up to our imaginations um yeah no i i remember the watching the trailer for the first time and like all of the things that I saw and I was so just floored and enamored thinking of all of the possibilities of the stories you were going to tell and all of the stories I told myself every single time I watched the trailer were would have been more exciting than what we got. But in reality, like you just you can't do that. You can't sit there and watch a trailer and be like, oh, here's 30 seconds of daydreams. I want to see that happen. Like, it's just not how movie making works. You know, it's kind of a miracle. Any movie gets made sometimes, but.
0: Um... Well, I, I remember uh, and this was, you know, before Phantom Menace. So this has been like 96 six to eight. Uh, I, I would occasionally read some of the star Wars books. That yeah. was supposedly, uh, you know, Canon where uh, Han and Luke and Leah all had kids and it was more focused on them. And Luke was, the you know, leader of the jedi academy and everything yeah and i was expecting the force awakens to kind of be oh it's going to be that they're going to loosely base it on that because it was all talking about their kids or, or yeah. you know they were going to be younger so that kind of disappointed me and, and but... well in a way it was about their kids kind of tyler but... Wren. yeah <laughs>
1: I mean, it's kind of weird. I talked about this a lot before, but when you look at the extended universe stuff that they killed, they really bring back the best of it in the movies in a way. Like, between Kylo Ren and Rey, you really do get Jason and Jaina uh, solo. Skywalker, yeah, solo, sorry. Who are Han and Leia's kids. And in fact, their story arc culminates in a trilogy in which... Jason Solo falls to the dark side and gets a fleet of ships and is vanquishing people and is fought by an illusion of like a force projection of Luke Skywalker, like literally taken from the books and put in the movies. And what's funny is everybody reads the like reads that book and they go, what an incredible, amazing scene. And then they watched the movie where that happens and they're like, boo. (laughs) Which, again, it shows you the power of your own imagination because what you read in that book, it evokes mental images. It evokes all these things that's happening. You're thinking about how incredible it is. And And I'm not saying it's a beat for beat because in the book, what's happening is even more incredible than what happens in the movie in a way. But like, you know... And, uh, but anyway, and then, uh, in the book too, Jaina has to train to figure out how to kill Jason Solo and all this sort of stuff. And, and, uh, so yeah, they basically take some of that. Uh, and, and then in character design too, you look at, uh, Ray, she really has like the character design of like Bastila from Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren really has the character design of Darth Revan, who was like, you know, uh, one of the Sith Lords in, in Nicely the Old Republic. Um, and I could go on and on and on. They just take a lot of these things that we had enjoyed from the games, a lot of these scenes that we enjoyed from the books, and they figured out how to kind of strip them for parts and
0: bring them into
1: the movies. Well,
0: I guess that can also be, you know, that, that's a double-edged sword, too, because exactly what you said, uh, you know, we take these things and we had our own imagination of it, and the writers are probably like oh look what we're doing we're paying homage and we're bringing all the things that people love but then the people that actually do love those characters and those scenes they're like you butchered it yeah i would have almost preferred you did something original because then i had meat on the bone but then you know what would have happened is They would have been like that's not canon, That's not how things you should have done how the book was written You would have done this well and, and that's kind
1: of it wasn't based on a book But that's kind of what happened to last Jedi, right? Like yeah, people watch it and they go This isn't my Star Wars man. You took everything I loved and you butchered it You have Luke Skywalker like ca- talking down to Jedi's and he's calling it a religion, you know I know how that made a lot of people. It's not a religion But like yeah. it is, you know, they he called it a laser sword. I'm like, bro, so if it is a laser sword. Come on, um, and that's you know that's not the only. Oh, the blue milk thing. Like you got like I don't know. You just have them like leaning into Star Warsy, aliensy stuff and trying to create a new thing for us to enjoy. And a lot of people didn't like it. Um, so I think yeah, you're really screwed either way with Star Wars fans. You try to create really something. Screw-
0: well, I guess I guess that's to me. You have to go, I would have almost preferred an original story. That's, I I guess that's kind of why I liked more of the rogue one. I'm not saying rogue one's the greatest masterpiece of all time, but uh, Jeff obviously thinks it is uh, for the star Wars universe. Yeah, Uh, ah, It's okay. But I like it as a movie. Yeah. I like it as a star Wars universal movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, Not the main characters that we fell in love with. It's has it kind of has something to do with it, but a little thirty second piece that was in one movie, and you can build this whole other universe around that. Same thing with the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, There's this this little character or Boba Fett. I mean, Boba Fett was only introduced via the Christmas special, then Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back, but in the background, Um, you know, of just like for 40 seconds and there's this huge lore that was uh made about him and so i like that it's going off um i guess that is the problem with the prequels and sequels is you already know some of the characters and how they were written you're like yeah that's not how i think that yeah exactly should have gotten to point a to point b you
1: bring in all your own baggage i think that's what made solo work so well in a way too like um like rogue one the really the best part was i dude i remember getting to the end of solo and i was like whoa are all these people about to die like (laughs) i was like is (laughs) nobody about to make it out i was like what are they doing and i I realized that like right before it happened not like not that like literally i'm pretty sure the death star was about to fire and i was like wait what (laughs) <laughs> and then the whole hallway scene, which, like, sometimes people knock it. Personally, I thought it was epic. At the very end, it's dark, lightsaber ignites. And I was just like, for a brief moment, I remember forgetting that that feeling. Oh, that, I, was,
0: that was the best scene of the whole movie, too.
1: And I forgot that... that the next movie happens. I forgot that new ho I was like, Holy crap. They lost after all yeah. that. They lost. He's up there killing people. I was like, I can't believe it. The rebellion's over. And then like literally the Corellian Corvettes taken away. And I was like, Oh God, I'm oh. so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been watching these movies and reading these books and playing these games for, uh, you know, 30 years. And I'm just like, I forgot all about it. That's what rogue one did so well.
0: Um, But uh... yeah, in that sense, it was a completely different story and I and different character, but it was still a little nugget of within the the realm of the original trilogy or the trilogy the the universe we know and love. And so it was just this: Hey, here's remember you guys like that little piece? Well, here's the in-depth story of that. And yeah, I I like that, and I think that's like you said um, with these other ones because there's recurring characters we bring in our own baggage that's yeah a, that's a good I think that's, that's the best analogy. part about it you know and and one of the things
1: I said this on my old Star Wars podcast but like one of the things that gave me a lot of hope with Rogue one was that like this was permission for people to tell whatever kind of story they wanted in Star Wars give me like a band of brothers Star Wars. Give me like a yeah. James Bond or like a a Born Identity Star Wars. Give me, um, I don't know. That's all I could think of shorthand. <laughs> Give me like, dude, I would watch the hell out of like a Fast and Furious Star Wars, oh, like yeah. where it's uh, so people I, like souping I up would, their ships or something. Like, I
0: would take even a comedic approach. I mean, there are plenty of YouTube channels that are like. Um, there's one, I forget what it's called, but they they take a comedic approach for the Stormtroopers. And it was like the Stormtroopers training and like a, there's a rookie who goes in and versus, you know, a veteran and the rookie's got like an iPod music going in his helmet and there's like three or four episodes. But it's like, I could probably watch a series of just stormtroopers getting into their own academy or thinking that it's great or something. Yeah, like that'd that. be interesting. I would, I would watch or even the, the SNL skit of the Kylo Ren going undercover boss. I thought that was actually hilarious. Um Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> uh, but I would, I would almost like a comedic look at star Wars, very similar to like, say, how Star Trek has done lower, lower decks, decks. yeah. Uh Of a comedic aspect of Star Wars. Of or you can almost. Ridiculous.
1: Yeah, or like a red versus blue type situation. So, like
0: Something like that, yeah. you know. I'd or, watch that. How about uh, a knocked a Jedi... up,
1: but Star yeah. Wars? Huh? Yeah. Pineapple <laughs> Express, but Star Wars. Everybody's doing spice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the Jedi Academy, but then these two are like the rebel, rebels, and there's some rebellious students going out and gambling Partying. and getting you having some spice
1: yeah i'd watch it dude also yeah i mentioned fast in the furious i said i said uh spaceships dude give me like a whole season of pod racing like and i'm there you know like
0: or even like uh sopranos of the mob life yeah Star like Star wars
1: the hut sector the just Hutt, like yeah, yeah like the
0: whole thing there was even like a little tiny taste of that in boba uh, fett, boba fett yeah. of like oh, there are these other families. Yeah. Tell me about these other families. I want to know the rise and power of these families, the Fets, the, all these other ones, you know. Let me know what that is.
1: I'd watch the hell out of that. Yeah. yeah. But again, like I said, Rogue One was permission to tell whatever kind of story we wanted. And so I hope that we get that. I hope that we get a look more at that. Um, Somebody up here says that uh, they love Solo. Jonathan. I agree with you, bud. Solo is in my top Star Wars movies. Really good. Rogue One is good too. Um, yeah, Family Guy Star Wars. You know what's funny is I never really liked any Star Wars parodies all that much. Like I didn't even really like Family Guy, like Blue Harvest, all that much. The oh, really? only, yeah, I don't know what it is, right? Like I've never even quite connected that well with uh, with Spaceballs. Oh uh, man. I know, I know. And I I've watched I watched Spaceballs like the other day, like maybe a month ago. And I was like, okay, I can I can watch this and enjoy it a little bit better. I don't know what it is. I the only one that I really freaking loved was the Robot Chicken Star Wars parodies. Robot
0: Chicken did great ones too. They
1: slam dunked them all, man. And like watching Bosk like do his stuff, like those always made me laugh my butt off. Uh when you have Bosk pretending like he's James Bond and um anyway um we've talked a lot about star wars i could probably close out the rest of the show talking about star wars if you want i haven't even mentioned morwen the episode is says that i'm going to talk about it but i haven't done it so you know <laughs> well, whatever
0: they, there there was one last bit of video game i didn't know if you wanted to mention that but
1: we may as well mention it it's related to though, which is loosely related to Loosely related to Morrowind, it's directly related that's, to
0: Morrowind. All uh, right, that's that's kind of why I brought it up. I was like, "Well, you can, it can kind of," and then maybe the last thirty seconds, you you bring in some Morrowind, and we can close the night out.
1: We'll see how I feel. We'll see how I feel. But anyway, um, I don't know if you got a chance to see it or not, but just the other day, Bethesda went ahead and released fifteen minutes of gameplay footage from Starfield. Their long-awaited um, space-faring open-world RPG game. Um, they've branded it based on the way it looks. NASA Punk, which I think is kind of a fun, evocative uh,
0: you know, word for that. It was um, funny. When I saw it, I was like, I thought it said StarCraft. I read StarCraft. I was like, oh, new StarCraft. yeah starfield starfield no but i saw i did i didn't get to watch the trailer i didn't get to read the article i skimmed through but it looks awesome
1: it does look cool and there's a couple complaints that people have like the planets look a little boring some of the facial animations look a little stiff i don't care typical bethesda problems uh i've already seen a bunch of memes of them like jumping down um howard's throat about the things that he promises at these big announcements versus what you get in the games and i just want to tell I, I guess i just want to say and i've said this a lot on the show it's like if after all of these years you believe what you see in a game announcement or a gameplay <laughs> announcement or whatever like i'm sorry you are you're duping yourself at this point I bought an Xbox based off of Peter Molyneux's promises for Fable, and I enjoyed the heck out of Fable, but it was nowhere near what was promised in that year's edition of Game Informer. It was the centerfold thing. I read, like, 20 pages about how this game was going to live and breathe and respond to you. Like, every game developer has high hopes for their game. They're not going to under-promise you anything. They're not going to sit here and be like, well, okay, so we're doing Starfield. But like, don't get your hopes up, guys. Like, they're gonna sell you the moon and back because they want you interested in their game. And they also want to deliver what it is that they're promising. Um, so anyway, I don't know. Just a lot of the discourse I've been seeing about Starfield. I'm not one of these guys who is so like fanboyish of any game company or anything like this. I, I don't dismiss or believe anything out of hand. The gameplay looked interesting to me. I would definitely play the game kind of as I've seen. Um, but I'm also not, I don't have these immense high hopes of how this is going to change my life forever. Um, you're right. You only get one more wind. And that happened to me already. In 2002, it changed my life. Right. So <laughs> uh,
0: we did, we did miss a super chat.
1: We yeah I did see that so now is as good of a time as any. Uh, Michael Stevens, we missed two. Actually. Oh well let's let's go ahead and hit Michael Stevens. Oh no no
0: no no no. That, that we did read the we did read Tech Geeks Dad joke. Oh yeah the Scandinavian. Yeah so sorry just the one. Uh, Michael
1: Stevens six dollars and sixty nine cents nice. Uh, I have a joke for you. Shout out to Man Shorts Firefly Edition. How do Reavers clean their spears? They put them through the wash. Bump bump. Nice. Well done. That is pretty good actually. <laughs> Speaking of great science fiction shows, Firefly and the accompanying film Serenity. Fantastic. And you I know mean, why the reboot? There's gonna be a reboot? No. Yep. No, there's not. Yeah? No, they've been talking about a reboot for twenty years. Fire. Here's the deal. Here's what I was gonna say though, John. You know why Firefly lives on so endearingly in our hearts? Because it was 12 episodes. Yeah. Everything that we hope for that show is only what it could have been. It's another example that I was talking about of how our imaginations is far more powerful than what's on screen. Because otherwise, a show with only 12 episodes wouldn't have had such a crazy following. Because what was there was good.
0: Oh, very good.
1: And I enjoy Firefly is legitimately in my top 10 shows and I watch it all the time, even just for fun. Like sometimes I'll have it on the background. Um, but again, it didn't have a whole season to disappoint us. It didn't have two seasons to disappoint us So three seasons to disappoint us. One bad episode, the Internet turns on you and suddenly you're out, you know, to dry like the last seasons of Game of Thrones was um but yeah
0: yeah uh see uh someone asked if you play any vr Rhett.
1: um i really don't uh my exposure to vr was like exclusively at john's bar (laughs) 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 and when that all went away so too did my vr experience that's in fact that's how i met jeff that's why i'm on talking heads right now is because of vr at john's bar um and i've always had a really good time i do have like uh, a, a chill vr headset around here one of the samsungs um i set it up to try and play hellblades so and it was sacrifice and um i couldn't get the tracking figured out so i just kind of gave up and played it regular
0: <laughs> um, i don't i i don't know about your Your, you're you're fairly recently a father uh and uh being a dad myself and all of us on talking heads and craft are all all dads uh it it i find it hard it it gets kind of hard to play games on my spare time yeah i don't know about you it's and then the ones i do find end up being like i played this already this this is my fun game this is my go-to game
1: Well, it's another example of how your imagination is better than the real reality, right? Like, I think we all really like daydreaming about playing games. And I don't know about you. I'm always chasing the nostalgia of, like, what it was like when I was a kid. And, like, I was talking to my brother the other day because he's playing Red Dead Redemption 2 for the first time. And anybody who's been following the show for a while knows that, like, I don't buy games new. But Red Dead Redemption was one of those that I decided to get on and buy brand new. And I was plugged into it right away. And like there was a day before I was a dad where I played that game and I looked at the clock and it had been 14 hours. I played the game 14 hours straight. And I that wasn't normal back then even. But now there's no way in hell I'd be able to play for that many hours straight. Like, sometimes we're lucky if I can sit down and play an hour or two at most. Um, you know, I don't know. There's something about a game that can suck you in and a game that you can get invested in. And I feel like I'm always looking for that. And I'm still, like, I still buy games that I know I'm never going to play. Like, deep down, if I would just analyze it and look at myself in the mirror, it's like, why am I spending this $10 on this game on sale? I'm never going to play it.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, once I get, like, just a hair a little older and then you you can buy a game like even like a switch or something pretty basic then they're gonna want to play it. and then you're like i, I, I kind of get back into games like jeff's already yeah. got that because he's got a little bit older kids than yeah us. um uh but uh it's it's my, my son is all into like super smash brothers nice so, I, as far as the games i get to play they're all you know, 2008 games, but it's like, I still get to play it, but it's fun. I dominate. Cause I don't even let him like, yeah, I don't go easier. Can't I can't give it's, a false. So I don't know. I, I don't give a false. So, um, I, 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 I win every match. <laughs> it,
1: it, but, but dad, I, I, I want to play teams now. Well, oh
0: no. He, so, so, so here's how, here's how we try to even the playing field. Uh, my wife will play and she'll be on his team. And she's worse than him. Like, he whoops my my wife's butt. Uh, <laughs> my five-year-old is way better than my wife. But still. Uh, and then I increase my pre-made damage to 300. So any hit that hits me, I automatically die. I still win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You got to give them, like, a super hard bot on their team or something, too. And do 3 Something v1. like that. <laughs>
0: but it's fun. He'll do that. He'll do Mario Kart. Uh, he's really into his favorite now is mario party oh fun Um, but yeah it, it is i find now more more like i agree with what you're saying the nostalgia i'll try to play some first person shooters like i was really invested into um oh god what was the latest uh one that came out battle the latest battlefield right and i was like oh i because i remember battlefield me growing up like that was that was my jam that was my nostalgia that way i bought every single edition of that i played like you said 14 hours yeah sometimes um and then i bought it again i was like i got to play 40 minutes and i was like man i can't do this anymore i i got too many more important things and i'm just getting started and i 40 minutes is just enough time to get set up yeah thing with some of these modern games but i do find that nostalgia the easiness going back and now playing with my kid and just the sense of joy yeah of a quick quick game and that fun and then he might get lucky and win one and then he celebrates and, and does his dance on the couch or yeah something yeah like that. there you go uh it's it's super fun you got a boy you'll get uh, you'll 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 even even not even video games just like games or or sports or yeah. tossing tossing around pretend uh he my, my son loves being link but we'll nice. be outside and I, we bought him like a plastic sword and shield and I I'm the villain. And and so, but he still loves doing that. So it's super fun stuff like that. So you, you kind of get to relive different aspects of your video game because you inject that. Yeah. Oh, that's your family. Great. Yeah. So
1: he's just kind of getting to the point, like, you know, as bad of a dad as it makes me sound, he has these like fun little like learning games on my phone. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll give him my phone and he'll do stuff. And I'm like, he's already he's already got this. Like, I gotta start upgrading him, upgrading him, upgrading him. What's funny is like I gave my nephews who are a little bit older, you know, I think the oldest one's like nine. And yeah. uh, I I had them over one time and I was like, dude, let's play Super Mario World. And so I had my retro pie set up. They had oh, yeah. no idea what was going on. These were kids, by the way, that played like Fortnite and
0: stuff. Oh, I, I was I was gonna give I was gonna give them a retro pie. I think it was like a year or two ago for Christmas. Yeah uh because uh, i know who you're talking about yeah yeah <laughs> uh but yeah because i was talking to to your brother-in-law and he's like yeah they have no idea who those games are so don't get don't do that yeah i <laughs> they just want to like nerf bullets yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: that sounds right that's it's funny because like i'm like dude you guys play Fortnite, you do all this sort of stuff but then like i'm like this game has two buttons dude it's got the jump button and like this, and like forward yeah. and back. Like what is so hard? Like we couldn't even get out of like the first zone, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh It was fun though. It, it makes you think about like what games were like when you were a kid and like why you liked them and stuff. Cause like they just couldn't connect with it at all. And granted, you know, they're playing Fortnite and doing the
0: flossing dance and all that sort of stuff. Oh yeah. I know. Uh, There was a, it might've been like TikTok or I think it was an Instagram video. Of uh, there was this dad who got like beat by his son, I think it was Fortnite or something like that. And he he got all upset and he sat there, and was like, Oh yeah, and he busts out an old Nintendo sixty four and puts golden eye yeah, on it. There you go. <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna get you now. And the son's like not impressed by the graphics at all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: the dad is the dad is just like going, This is the best game ever, you don't even know. Yeah. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> time to play Golden Gun. Come on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Golden eye. Going to do this. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good times. It'll it, it it's super fun uh being a, a parent and a dad is is super fun in its own ways and you don't get as much time to play some of the nostalgic things that you want to do or, you know, what you want to, but there's other joys in it. There's a lot of other joys in it.
1: Yeah, that's true. And, you know, it's it's interesting because it's like, you know, you find time to do like, you know, you find time to do hops and brews and stuff like that. It's like uh, I I find time to work on craft computing stuff. And and like recently I've been like writing a script for like a potential like Morrowind video. And it's like I don't I haven't fired up Morrowind yet or played any of it. But it's fun to go and like read people's articles and like do research and like relive my own experience in that way. So you kind of you do it in a new way too, you know. But anyway, we should probably wrap this thing up. It is after 10. We talked to ears off about Star Wars and everybody's on our side. We're 100% right, no matter which way you look at it. Um, Plus, my beer's done run out. So, you know, what are you going to do? John, do you
0: have anything to plug before we get on out of here? Just just the normal stuff. Uh, My channel and uh, hops and brews looking for... A little bit more in-depth beer reviews or some crazy flavors. I just released a video today of a, a cheese-flavored beer. Um, so if you think that cheese is a good beer flavor, uh, check that out. Um, you will be surprised that it's... Well, I don't think you will be surprised. It's not a good flavor. It's a, it's a horrible flavor. Um, I actually do have a food one coming out, but uh, I forgot to shoot the intro. So I have to creatively edit that in.
1: Nice. Well, that'll be fun. Uh, Tan may ask, can you share any script writing tips? Do you ever write scripts for your videos or do you just go off the cuff?
0: All, all of my, I don't have time to write scripts. I tried early on and uh, my, my longer ones, I write uh, Some ideas. General, a general, a general, like this is the flow, but then as I'm stating it, this, this works better. This works better. Yeah. You know, but yeah, all of, all of my regular videos are all 99% off the cuff. Nice. Yeah, I, I tend to write scripts just
1: because uh, I'm a writer in general and it's like a way for me to like live the video before I record it. And yeah uh, So as far as any script writing tips for that, I just barf out drafts. I do I'll do a barf draft, then I'll go through and, and refine that. And usually like my third or fourth will be the final one. But I write all the time anyway, so you know, that's just me. So do with that what you will. Hope that helps. Uh, as far as me, you guys can uh, follow me on Twitter at Red is Awesome, or anywhere for that matter. I'm on Discord at Red is Awesome. I'm on other places at Red is Awesome. Um, so go check that out. Um, you can check out my Game Dev Podcast at gamedevsquest.com. Um, I'm doing Dungeons & Dragons content over at end.com. We're having a lot of fun over there, and I'm about to release my very first uh, adventure module, probably over at uh, drive through rpg i'd like to release it on dm's guild but i'm not sure i'm going to be able to meet the requirements that they have for that so anyway i'll let you all know if you're all into D &D and tabletop for that otherwise jump on over to patreon.com slash craft computing throw a dollar join the discord come join the super secret chat and all those good things um and hit that thumbs up and subscribe button if you haven't done that already We'll be here next Wednesday. I'm sure Jeff will uh, feel a lot better and return by then. In the meantime, keep an eye out for all of our videos on the Craft Computing channel.
0: And we'll catch you then uh, the the next time. Next time, guys. Bye, everybody.